Feel Goodery is recorded in front of a live studio dog. This is Feel Goodery, a well-being podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. If something's a sore spot or has the potential to make us feel bad or embarrassed or like hot pieces of garbage, it's part of the Feel Goodery space, so we can make it good. I'm Kyle Buchanan, and I have a thing for exploring anything and everything that has the potential to help us feel our best, because when we feel good, we do good. But I also have this thing for venting about the awkward or embarrassing and cringier parts of being a grown-up. So this is a messy blend of it all. Second sparkle coming up. Here we go. And like that, we are starting with a two-sparkle day yet again. I was going to cut it, but I got a lot of wonderful DMs from you saying that you liked the two-sparkle way to start the day. So you know what? It sticks for now. The two-sparkle, it's sticking around Hi, my friend, and welcome to the second episode. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you're treating yourself kindly and with the respect you deserve. It is number two. We're talking number two. And before we do, I just want to say thank you so much for the kind response and support you've given me over the first episode launch. It was nerve-wracking, putting something out there in the world, feel vulnerable, kind of like it because it's good to put yourself out there and that's how you grow. So all this to say, thank you for taking the time to listen to it. Thank you for taking the time to share. I see every everything and I'm just so grateful. It is, I, I like setting the scene just briefly. It's very, once again, it's cloudy in Toronto, groundbreaking. It's around 8.45 in the morning when I'm recording this. I have my Bulletproof coffee, which is how I normally start my day lately if you don't know, maybe I'll talk about it later on uh, in episodes, but Bulletproof Coffee essentially is coffee blended with a tablespoon of grass-fed butter and a tablespoon of MCT oil. And MCT oil stands for medium chain triglycerides. Uh, it's a it's a type of fat that's instantly converted to energy, and I find it a great brain boost. And if you hear a little frog in my throat, it's because I have a little frog in my throat, so I'm going to power through and hopefully maybe it'll make me sound like a jazz singer. I've all, you remember, if, you know, when Phoebe was sick in Friends and she really liked her jazz singing voice? That was always my goal, is to have a lower voice. Partly, it's it, it, growing up, it was inner homophobia because I didn't want to sound a certain way, which is ridiculous and sad. But what I would do to have a low raspy voice is I would scream into a pillow to really wreck my vocal cords. It didn't really work. I just had a sore throat for a while. And then I considered for a while drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes. I don't like the taste of cigarettes. I, I, I'm not really a whiskey drinker. Vodka was my, my, my drink of choice. I digress. All this to say, if you hear me talking in a sexy jazz voice, just pray that it sticks because then I'll be a sexy jazz singer forever. Uh, okay. Today we are talking my favorite subject and I hinted at it. You probably already read the title of this episode, so you know we're talking number two. We're talking poo, and it is one of my favorite things to talk about in the entire world. It was the first thing I talked about on the morning show way back when, and I like it for a couple reasons, and I'm going to get into those today. And at the second half of this show, I am going to share my interview with the founders of Squatty Potty. They really are this fantastic success story. The Squatty Potty has made a huge difference in my life. I have given them so much free advertising over the years because I just believe in the product. 
So as I mentioned, we are getting into number two today. Because this show is all about taking things that have the potential to make us feel bad and making them good. And if there's one thing that can make us feel crappy and like hot pieces of garbage, it is constipation. And I promise this episode isn't going to be too gross, but it's also not for the faint of heart and not for those who think it's a gross topic. But with that said, unless you specifically, physically do not poo, in which case, please see your doctor, then this episode, it is worth a listen because regularity is essential for our health. But it's also something that can serve as sort of a psychological comfort. I like number two for both the psychological reasons and the physiological reasons. Psychologically, here's why I love number two. And if you're having a bad day, take this to heart. Poo brings us together. It really does. We all do it. It's the great equalizer. Oprah does it. Beyonce does it. Although I'm, I'm sure I might get a DM saying, no, in fact, Beyonce does not poo. She is not of this earth. In which case, fair. But chances are, we all do it. And here's the thing. That's really empowering. Because if someone is intimidating you today, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's someone you see on social media and you're playing the comparison game, or maybe it's that snotty neighbor down the street. If you think for whatever reason you are less than today and they're better than you, I want you to picture that person sitting on the toilet in that vulnerable, shameful position we all know, and I want you to imagine them taking a poo. And I know that's intense, but all this to say they are no better than you. They are also no worse than you. Because at the end of the day, everybody poops. Remember that. And aside from the psychological part, let's talk about the physiological aspect of number two and why it is so important and why it really should be talked about more. When we were kids, we got asked by our parents if we if we pooped every day. And if we didn't go to the bathroom, that was a big issue. Not going to the bathroom as a kid was a huge deal. I remember my sister didn't go for like a week. It was the biggest drama of our childhood. And I, well, no, there's a lot of other dramas. But for that week, it was pretty intense. Emily, I'm sorry. Uh, but as we grow up, we stopped getting asked, of course, because it would be weird if your mother still asked you if you were going to the bathroom at age 35. But we stopped getting asked. And then for some reason, it kind of became the norm kind of not to talk about it. And for some of us, it became the norm to not go for three to four days at a time. I, I've seen people who come to me and they, I ask them when they go to the bathroom because it is important. And they say, well, I, like a couple times a week. And unfortunately, that isn't ideal. We really do want to be going every day because regularity, it is a root foundation of good health. Our number two does a lot for us, including excreting toxins and detoxified hormones from the body. So our liver kind of processes these, these uh, hormones that our body no longer needs to use, toxins, and then excretes them via our stool out. It also helps make vitamins. So our in our colon, our, our good bacteria, our friendly bacteria actually feed on that stuff and produce vitamins like vitamin K and some of the B vitamins. Our number two also eliminates cholesterol. Our cholesterol is eliminated uh, via bile produced by our liver out of the body via our, our poo. So here's some of the things that ha can happen when we don't go every day, when we're, when we're backed up. Hormones like 
uh, estrogen, for example, actually get reabsorbed in the body because our colon acts as this big sponge. So it gets reabsorbed in the body and this can lead to conditions like hormonal imbalance and things like estrogen dominance, which you might have heard of. We can go into that in a separate episode. What also happens is cholesterol, remember I said it gets excreted via number two, cholesterol can get reabsorbed by the body if things hang around for too long and this can raise your cholesterol levels. And in fact, uh, a really common way to lower cholesterols is to increase the fiber in the diet. More fiber equals more regularity equals more cholesterol getting out of the body instead of getting reabsorbed. And when you are constipated for a period of time, what can happen in the gut and the colon is the good bacteria can start to be replaced by not so great bacteria and it can lead to symptoms of dysbiosis. And this can manifest in a whole bunch of different ways, including things like headaches, back pain, anxiety issues, bad breath is a big one. If you've ever experienced someone with bad breath as a result of constipation, holy crap and a cracker, it's not that great. Uh, it can also contribute to things like arthritis and sinus problems because it, everything is systemic sometimes. We are holistic in nature and just because something is happening in the gut, it doesn't mean it won't manifest in another part of the body. So let's talk quickly about just some poo facts. How often should you be going? Ideally, every single day. But this is an individual thing, so every other day can be common for some people. The real red flag is if you are going fewer than three times per week. That's when you really want to hunker down and figure out what's going on. And a question that also comes through is, well, I go every day, so I'm good, right? And here's the thing, not necessarily, just because you go every single day, it's not necessarily indicative that you are excreting the food that you ate 24 hours ago. Sometimes if you have a slow, what is called transit time, you can be eliminating the food that you ate two or three days ago, which is an effective elimination. So quickly, I want to talk about something called transit time. You might have heard of it before, but essentially uh, transit time refers to how long it takes for the food you eat to travel through in and out of your digestive tract. Now, the ideal transit time varies depending on you as an individual, but anywhere from 18 to 24 hours is what I learned in school. In practice and in real life, anywhere from 18 to 40 hours can be common. Anything past 72 hours is when you really want to start addressing what's going on and what's taking longer than it, than it should. Now, there's a lot of ways to encourage healthy regularity. There's a lot of nuanced ways. There's a lot of deeper reasons why you might not be as regular. But I wanted to overview right now some essentials when it comes to improving your regularity. You might know some, you might not know others, or you might just be listening to me talk and falling asleep right now, in which case your dreams are going to be very vivid. So let's go. Tip number one. Up the hydration game, and I know we know this, but dehydration is a big contributing factor when it comes to constipation. If you're constipated, I'd suggest increasing the water intake and adding a tablespoon of lemon juice to each glass of water just to help support vial production, which helps move things along. Tip number two, increase soluble fiber slowly. So when it comes to fibers, you might have heard of insoluble fiber and soluble fiber. Insoluble fiber does not gel. It doesn't bulk up when water is added to it, but it provides kind of a scrubby action moving things along. Soluble fiber is found in things like chia or flax or psyllium, and this has the ability to gel up. Water makes it kind of expand, and this can help move things along in the digestive tract. But what can happen is people hear, oh, chia is really good for me or psyllium, and they load up their, their cup 
with with soluble fiber. And when you throw a whole bunch of fiber, especially if you are already in a dehydrated state, it can actually just make constipation worse. So if you're constipated, be patient with this, start small and work your way up. So start with half a tablespoon of something like ground chia or ground flax. You want to grind them up because all that wonderful fiber is actually inside the seeds and work your way up to a tablespoon. Now, again, I mentioned this, if you were dealing with constipation, you want to do this ideally in the morning. So one little hack that I do if I find myself in a constipated state is in the morning, 30 minutes before you have your breakfast, have half a tablespoon of psyllium husk in water, drink it and drink it relatively fast or add a lot of water to it because otherwise it can (laughs) gel up pretty quick. Have that on its own with plenty of water on an empty stomach 30 minutes before having your first meal. Tip number three is a little lesser known when it comes to constipation because we know water and we know fiber. We hear that a lot, but the one thing we don't hear a lot about is fat when it comes to going to the bathroom. And we need a good amount of fat in the diet to help produce bile, which is made from the liver. And bile helps with constipation in a couple of ways. First, it helps to stimulate the movement of waste through the intestine. And two, It helps to lubricate the stools. It helps to soften our stool, which makes them easier to pass. So if you are on a really low-fat diet and you're constipated, consider increasing the amount of good fats. If you want to include something and you're really, you know, cautious of fats right now, totally okay. Get on an omega-3, which is something else I talked about uh, last week. But we can't underestimate the role of fats in a healthy number two. Tip number four is something we talked about last week, but is worth repeating, and that is magnesium. Especially if you are constipated, magnesium would be one of the first go-to supplements I'd recommend. So magnesium is known as the relaxation mineral, and it does help relax things down there. So if you are a tight ass, it's perfect. Like me, no. (laughs) Too far? Uh, So magnesium, you can get it in different forms. I did talk about it last week. But when it comes to relieving constipation, if that's the real issue for you, there's two forms I'd go to. The first form is magnesium citrate. This is in the calm powder that I talked about last week. Again, no affiliation, but it is useful. The second form I'd recommend for short-term relief, not long-term magnesium supplementation, would be magnesium oxide. And this acts as sort of a laxative. It draws water into uh, the colon and can help you go. So with magnesium oxide, it's one of the cheapest forms of magnesium. So you'll see it a lot in really, really cheap formulas. But when it comes to really being constipation, it is effective. So if you need to get regular It can be a great go-to and then opt for something like a magnesium citrate or magnesium bisglycinate or magnesium 3 and 8 for more long-term magnesium supplementation. But magnesium, it is essential when it comes to regularity and a lot of us don't get as much of it as we might like. And tip number five, drum roll, you want to improve your poo position. Here's the thing. Modern toilets nowadays, they're built higher and higher, especially if you're in North America. And unfortunately, this actually works against us when it comes to the way we were designed to go. We were designed to squat. When we squat, things unkink down there and things move out more quickly. So when you're sitting up really tall, you're not doing yourself any favors and it can lead to increased straining, uh, unfulfilling evacuations. I know that sounds so technical, but if you've had an unfulfilled evacuation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You just feel like, you feel like there's a question mark going on, like, is there more? Am I done? I don't know. But you, as opposed to a complete evacuation where you feel like you've emptied out. 
So with that, you can improve and not change your toilet at all. You can improve your experience by getting a toilet stool or a squatty potty. So a squatty potty is a toilet stool, essentially, that you place under your toilet and then prop your feet onto when you go number two. And when you do this, it puts your body in a more natural squat position, which unkinks things down there and allows for an easier movement with less straining. It also helps with that feeling of emptying. I was first introduced to Squatty Potty years ago when I was still in school when I got this email that had this viral commercial that was going around. And maybe you remember it. It was with this prince who was all dressed up and he was talking about this poor stuffed unicorn who was having troubles going to the bathroom. And the unicorn was going, uh, the number two was rainbow ice cream. It was genius. It was genius and bold and it got me laughing. And I went out that day to Bed Bath & Beyond when that was still around in Canada because they just closed, but I bought a squatty potty and it was $30. I I went home and I tried it the next day and my experience was liberating. Not to go into too much detail, but as a kid, it would always take me a long time to go to the bathroom. And that is normal. It can take some people no time at all. It can take others a little bit longer. It is not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, it was something that I was self-conscious about, especially when I had to go to overnight camp and I would, it would take me 20 minutes to use the bathroom. And I think way back when I I actually played action figures in there and that kind of trained my system to take a long time. But when I had to go to overnight camp as a kid, I was so nervous that I would, the weeks leading up to it, so the kids wouldn't make fun of me for taking too long in the bathroom, I would start timing my number twos and try to beat my record. It was all in vain because I ended up just not going to the washroom for a week out of fear. And then I had my own sister-like issue when I got back. But all this to say, the first experience with the Squatty Potty was really, it was fantastic. So it got me on the Squatty Potty train. And I've talked about it ever since. I've learned the, the more of the science behind it. And it really is a fantastic, really simple product that has made this family millions and millions of dollars. And they've changed so many people's lives. So when thinking about who I wanted to talk to, who has made a big impact on my life, I could think of... Uh, very a few people, of course, but I really wanted to talk to the founders of Squatty Potty. They were on Shark Tank. They have they have since sold the company, but it really is a story of success. And Judy started it when she was sixty years old, and you'll hear about her story um, and their their family's journey into the Squatty Potty realm in the interview, which is coming up right after the break. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pinky Swear and Co. Talk about a feel-good story. This company was founded at the beginning of the pandemic when three friends found themselves out of work, like a lot of us, and decided to start a candle company. Fast forward three years, and they now ship all over the world, and they can also be found at Whole Foods here in Ontario. Well done, team. If you're a candle person, these are the candles to buy. They use sustainable coconut soy wax, they're phthalate and paraben-free, and they smell pretty darn good. Check them out at pinkyswearandco.com and bonus, use the code FEELGOODERY at checkout to save 15% off your first order. All right, without further ado, here is my interview with the founders of Squatty Potty. Hello, you two. I am so thrilled to welcome Judy Edwards and Bobby Edwards, co-creators and founders of the object of my affection, the squatty potty. I feel like the two of you are with me in a way every single morning. So I'm just so grateful that I'm talking to you in the afternoon. It's wonderful to meet you both. Right. Thanks for having us, Kyle. So I'm curious, take me back 2010, 
how was the Squatty Potty born? Well, they say that necessity is the mother of all invention, and this mother had been constipated her entire life. <laughs> so, That's true. It was the beginning of a journey. <laughs> Constipation is a journey that, you know, unfortunately a lot of people go on. Yeah. Um, but it brought you to the moment, right? So, right. And I had bought, I had built a home with a taller toilet and it just made the condition worse. So I went into a colon hydrotherapist to get cleaned out. And she's the one that um, brought my attention to the fact that I should have my knees above my waist for elimination. I come home immediately and tried to buy a toilet stool, and there was nothing on the market, no such thing as a toilet stool, because all they had is just a stool, and it doesn't really put you in the squatting position. And so Bobby was over at our house, and one day we were talking about this. He says, hey, Mom, I got a great idea. Let's build a stool for the task. Yeah. Let's make it ergonomic. Let's make it fit to make, you know, build it to fit around the toilet so that it's not in the way that it, yeah. it's the perfect height, the perfect width. Instead of using a, 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 a regular stool that's out in front of you, you kind of want to get down on your haunches and squat. So you really need your knees apart rather than close together. I mean, you really need to be in that position. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're designed to squat. So then Bobby, you worked uh, in the garage. Was it made out of No, wood? so I was actually taking some seat like some some CAD courses at the local tech college. <laughs> and uh we got some uh we, literally we got some paint cans and some phone books. So we got the right height and I, we just measured those measurements and then I built a, a we, I designed a stool built around that. How many trial and errors was there? Prototype one, and was, was there was there testing? Of course, was there poop testing on different prototypes? I, I know we should have kept those. <laughs> we had a, you could put them up against the wall. It'd be great. Yeah, we we're just we we're sawing them out of wood, you know, plywood. <laughs> That's that was the first squatting party. Yeah. Sanded a little bit, painted out of press board. In terms of the trial and error, you got it, and then you finally got the one that fit the best, so to speak. Exactly, but people's toilets are different heights. So yep. if you're going to have a tall toilet, you need a taller stool. If you're on a shorter toilet, you need a shorter stool. We knew right from the beginning we needed two height sizes. I'm curious, in the beginning, when you were getting into the poop business, was it a tough sell to family and friends? No, we made some stools for Christmas, uh, December 2010. And I printed off a bunch of information from the internet why we should be squatting put it in a little booklet and give it to friends and family for Christmas. It was their gift. It's probably the best gift me and they said, Mom, you are completely crazy. And then, and then two weeks later, we started getting reviews. People are loving this. Oh, my gosh, this makes such a difference. My my sister-in-law, her hemorrhoids were going. Mitch is <laughs> pregnant. She's going to need a squatty potty. You know, we, we come we're, we're <laughs> large Mormon family, so everyone's always having a baby. Right. You, you have seven seven kids? I have seven. Seven kids. Wow, six siblings, Bobby. It's a big household. There hopefully is a squatty potty in every house. Oh yeah. I hopefully there okay, is. Good. <laughs> okay, good. And what was the what was the it was on Howard Stern pretty quickly. How did that come so, to be? It was actually Dr. Dr. Oz, Oz was the first, first Dr. Oz was the first big media hit, you know. To get this started, we were like, mm -hmm. How do you sell the poop stool and what you know, how do you get this going? And we I we we spent a bunch of money on some sample stools to send stool samples to send everywhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, I sent them to pretty back then. It was before they had influencers. It was basically they were called bloggers, right? Remember blogging the bloggers we had. 
So I'd send them to every blogger, like, you know, that I could find. And I just found, tracked them down and we sent out hundreds of stools to media, you know, anyone that wrote, wrote about health in the media. And it worked. It started to, like, people were writing about it. People wrote about it. And then by then we did have a website where they could go and purchase them and they would refer people to our website. Yeah, we website. built the website. And one of, one of Dr. Oz's staff members had bought yeah. one and they, they wanted it in one of their little segments. And then Dr. Oz chose right. it. Yes. And then w- what happens after that segment? It was a decent well, hit, a decent yeah. bump, you know, but what it, what it did is it, it got the, you know, probably the person who, you know, Robin, Robin, who is Howard's assist, Howard's co-host, Robin, Robin, Robert, uh, Howard and Robin, Robin, uh, she was having some colon issues and she talked about it on the show. She talked about her squatty potty and she started, she, she mentioned it like three or four times before Howard just, she goes, he goes, you know what? And then the way Howard does, you know, what is a squatty potty? And uh, she explained it to him. And he, and he goes, I want a squatty potty. And we sent him a squatty potty. We, we just sent it to his building. We sent it to his neighbor who, uh, who called in. He goes, you know, I heard Howard talk about your school and I love it so much. I, I send it to me and I'll make sure he gets it. So we sent it to his neighbor and his neighbor actually delivered it to Howard. And then about, you know, a few weeks later, Howard went on for 35 minutes about how he, and you know, he went on in detail opening the package and like half the show was the squatty party and it culminated with, it was the best poop of his life. That was marketing gold. He just, it just, you know, we, that whole season, I, I, it never slowed down from then. It never slowed down. <laughs> wow. And then, and then that culminated, you went on Shark Tank. Yeah. Right. And that was, was that a nerve wracking? <laughs> were the armpits going? You know, well, let me so tell intense. you. The show hires a psychiatrist, and you have to have an interview with that psychiatrist. They do an exit interview <laughs> to make sure you know. You have to be deemed mentally okay before you leave their lot. <laughs> and both of it you was, were deemed. Yeah, we, but it was very frightening. And I've spoken, I've spoken in front of people. I've given classes. I, you know, um, but I have never I've never seen my mom so frightened. Yeah. You know, she was so nervous. And she and she gets nervous about a lot of things. Mom's so nervous, Nellie. She, you know, she gets to get on a plane is just a You can stress about it. I will stress about it. Right. <laughs> the thing about Shark Tank is you go that you go on that show. I would have done it now for five cents, you know, five percent for five cents. Because the, the publicity you get from going on Shark Tank is just incredible. You, and it, it continues year after year after year. You know, they yeah. do updates. They do anyone's ever talking about entrepreneurship. They talk about Shark Tank and, and they want to talk about a company that's on Shark Tank. And we were one of the most successful companies that have come from Shark Tank. Yeah. Well, no, you even pushed back for, to the sharks. Which, yeah. <laughs> well, I knew what I wanted. And I, and so in fact, when we got the deal, I was disappointed. I, I, I looked at my mom and I was like, I can't believe, you know, excuse me, I can't believe that we're going to. And uh, mom, remember, you remember how I was complaining and, you know, and then all of a sudden they came up to interview me and you're like, act happy. Oh, he was upset. I says, put on a face right now. <laughs> put it on. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was going to happen. The halo effect that happened from going on Shark Tank. I mean, it was worth, it's worth millions of dollars. It had to be. We got, nothing, we got no deal out of it. It would yeah. have been fantastic. There's a lot of constipated people. Yeah, on this there list. are. Yeah. And everyone secretly likes to talk about poop. Or I know. Think like it, it's such a genius thing. And it, what I love about poop personally is that it's the great equalizer. Everybody does it. If someone <sighs> is uh, intimidating you, imagine them pooping, and all of a sudden, yeah, playing around. I love that we can talk about poop now because actually, I don't agree you know, with a decade. you. Oh, beautiful, beautiful women do not poop. You know. Oh, that. you're right. 
Yeah. It's rose petals, right? Right. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I want to shift gears for a second and talk about Dookie the Unicorn, <laughs> the 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 squatty potty mascot uh, that poops ice cream and was the star of the viral video that now has I think forty one right now forty one million you know views. A- actually, on it has over two hundred million views <sighs> across the platform. Wow. There, there's, 200 yeah, there's a lot of different views. renditions of it, you know, here and there. That we released yeah. a lot of we we released, we released a lot of versions to kind of perfect it as well. So, how was Dookie um, born? Like, who was the marketing genius behind that? The Harmon that Brothers. The yeah, Brothers. they invited us on a retreat, and we we went up there. The first initial, the first rendition of it was like a House of Cards with like Frank, you know, Underwood talking directly, like the, breaking the fourth wall and talking right to the camera. And he was serving and working in an ice cream truck. And, and it came up with, what, what color are we going to make the ice cream? And then the ice cream became rainbow because nobody wants brown ice cream. And then it became, and then with rainbow, then well, let's make it a unicorn. And so then it turned into this whole, I mean, it was like, it totally did a, you know, 180 and changed into this whole different character of the unicorn pooping ice cream. And it happened pretty much like overnight. And literally overnight, the guy who wrote it, Got the idea, got the concept of the rainbow pooping, the unicorn pooping ice cream, and came back the next morning with a script. And ver- word for word, I think one or two words were probably changed in that entire script. What we, what he wrote that morning was what we did. I mean, we didn't change the script at all. We didn't touch it. We were laughing so hard, me and my dad, that I was like, "This is perfect." You don't, you know, there's not, there's not one thing that didn't land. He was a brilliant writer. He was just a brilliant writer. It's an incredible yeah. spot. I mean, and it really goes to show, like when you, you, it's playing bold and if you're talking poop you have to go big yes. right? which is what it did and it was back at the time i remember it was when things were just becoming yeah. viral. like it wasn't even you know, viral wasn't as common and it was bold and fantastic and i just think uh, i hope dookie got some of the back end because dookie's fantastic <laughs> you know we actually did win the advertising award like it was us and nike and wrigley gum and turkish airways and that was the first time in ever uh, 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 something had won that had not you know Never been aired on television, that that kind of thing. So in terms of, I, I know it's kind of been a steady trajectory and steady snowball. Was there a turning point that you can think really changed it? Was it Shark Tank? No, the Dookie changed it more than anything. Shark Tank really. I don't know. I, mean, I, think, that's, I think that the turning point was Howard Stern. It's, 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 Howard Stern was like the, I mean, when you're doing, you know, sir, you're, you're doing about five stools a week. And then all of a sudden you're doing 400 a day. I, that was beyond whatever I, I, you know, ever thought it would be. The best inventions are the yeah. simple ones, the ones that no one, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what that is. I'm. Do you get personal letters from people saying you've changed their lives, or that you've changed well, their poop, or they're they no longer have hemorrhoids because those are the worst? Thing. We all we all have experience with them. They're all terrible. But have you gotten personal letters or DMs? Oh, every every day we had when we were at the office before we sold the company. I don't think there was a day that went by that we didn't have people call and say, thank you. People said, you saved my life. I'm like, really? (laughs) I know it changed my life, but I don't know. (laughs) You know, and this is the thing. And this is why I harp on poop so much. It is the basic it's, it's foundation aside from beautiful women. It's the, if it's the foundational thing we all do and, when you're constipated, you're uh, not in a good mood. When you have a good yeah. movement, you feel like you can... It's ubiquitous. Control. Everyone feels it. And Everyone knows it. Nobody talks about it, though. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but there's nothing more satisfying than a good evacuation. 
And it's really satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure when the – I got gifted the, the Squatty Potty travel because I would <laughs> take my – not for flying, but I would – when I was driving, I would take my Squatty Potty to and from. But then I got the photo, yeah. foldable one because way back when, before there were stools, speaking to the bucket thing – Buckets and things that I would use in a hotel room, I'd flip it on its side and yeah. you would perch up. They don't really work as well because you need that thing. So I don't know what the timeline was for the foldable squatty potty, but that has changed my travel. <laughs> the first one was a blow was a blow up one. That that didn't really. <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was a blow up was one. Really? Yeah, it was unstable. <laughs> but you yeah, you blow it up. And you had, you had a little pump. I call it the pump and dump. Oh my god. That's fantastic. I don't think we ever marketed the blow up though. It became, yeah. We made it. It became something you got free with purchase. It could almost be like an April Fool's thing. Yeah. Now that it, you know, now that you have have something that works, you know, 100 times better. Um, Judy, you started this at the age of 60, which is incredible. There's a lot of people that don't start things or projects or dreams because they think they're of a certain age and they shouldn't. What word of wisdom? or advice would you give to anyone at any age uh, who wants to start a dream? You know, um, we had been broke several times, uh-huh. up and down. Up and it was down. feast we or famine around our house. <laughs> and we were used to, if you're not used to jumping off a cliff, being an entrepreneur is not for you. I just think that it was a time of life and season that, that we had enough under our belt to know to keep going. Otherwise, there were some things that, you know, you wonder if you're going to make it or not. I just tell people to, to, to not give up. If you know you have a product that's really going to be benefit to a lot of people. And some people come to us with ideas. I'm thinking, that's a really terrible idea. Don't, right. I wouldn't spend any money on that, you know. <laughs> are, are you going to be the next shark? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would just, I would just advise people to to follow their gut and, you know, don't be afraid to jump off a cliff once in a while. That's fantastic. I mean, Uh, at 60 years old, we didn't even have a home paid for. Wow. And so it was like, what have we got to lose? (laughs) And 13 years later, (laughs) 8 million plus sold million dollar company. It's just, uh, it's, Poopspirational, you spearheaded the poop market. Now people are talking, you know, not as much as they still should be, but people are talking about poop now. And what's yeah. great, what I love about the Squatty Potty for people who have social anxiety is put one in your home in the guest bathroom. And then when people come over, it's a talking point. And then it gets the ball rolling. And as soon as people talk about poop, everyone's comfortable. And the night, the night just yeah. goes wild. <laughs> Anyways. Well, listen, I am so appreciative of how you've changed my poop and millions of other people's poop. Um, and I'm so incredibly grateful for your time and incredibly happy for your Thank success. you, Kyle. Bobby Edwards, Judy Edwards, I just appreciate Thanks, your time. Thank you. It's been our pleasure. Weren't they just lovely and a really just inspirational, poopspirational story? I know I said that word a lot in this episode, maybe more than even I would have liked. But here's the thing. Number two, two, it is important. You do it. I do it. That bully does it. The person that thinks they're so much better than everyone else, they do it too. Everybody poops. And I want you to remember that the next time you think anyone is better than you. 
I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you have a fantastic number two. And we'll see you next time on Feel Goodery. And now for the legal stuff. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare provider.